I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast, sponsored this week by Shergold Guitars. I'm your host, Joe Branton, joined today by Mark Packham. The storm is coming. And Matthew Knight. Shenanigans. Exactly. And on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing all the latest news from NAM because loads of things are being released ahead of uh, well, later this week's NAM event. And we're going to be taking a handful of questions from the Guitar Nerds Facebook group if we've got time to join the discussion. Follow the links in the description of this podcast or visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. But first, Matt Knight, you're actually off to NAM tomorrow indeed jay's indeed. already gone jay's not here this week because he's already over there sunning it up in california yeah but you you're going tomorrow i know it nam is honestly i find it so stressful because not not because of nam itself because you can expect nam to be stressful a hundred thousand people a day in one huge convention center um it's just the sheer amount of gear to try and like keep on top of and it's not only for the podcast, it's for my job that I obviously have to uh, see what else is out there in the big wide world. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's just so much and there's so much already. I'm like losing track. Well, that kind of brings us around to what I wanted to talk to you about before we get into all the NAM news is um, is what stands do you absolutely want to get around to? And I appreciate, you know, part of that is going to be that you, you need to go and see some stuff for for boss but also you know what 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 things have you seen stuff of that you are super excited about without stepping too much on our news items yeah um so obviously there's a few things in the news that I want to go and talk about um and go and see um but I just want to have a wander around I think I want to see all my friends uh, all the people that we know from all the other brands I think it's always good to go and see um and this year, more than ever, I, I sort of feel that there's more and more people to go and see and to hang out with that I've sort of that I've not got to know from other brands from do, obviously doing the podcast and, and working for Boss and yeah, there's um I mean most of the things that we're going to talk we're going to talk about in the news I want to go and see I want to go and see just a whole bunch of um I want to go and see what Victory have got I don't think we've 
there's no, they haven't announced anything yet, but they did tease something. So yeah. I want to go and see what Victory have got, and I've been talking to the guys at Victory about some stuff. Always want to go and see um, Orange, which is good. Uh, want to go and see all the people that we know at all the boutique brands and see what's new. The boss booth is right next to the modular synth world. Oh, wonderful. Um, I want to go. I don't know if China is there this year again, but I'm it's sure good China to go and see um, China um, because it's great to just see countless stands selling the same PA system that flashes lights as well as um, playing audio. Which is uh, everything that you want. One, um, of the, one of the best things about NAMM when, when it comes to boutique stuff is that because it's so expensive to exhibit there, a lot of the smaller boutique pedal brands all club together and they they have one kind of large boutique yeah, pedal the, stand. Yeah, the Stompbox Deli. Yeah, the Stompbox Deli. And, and for... For being able to get round to, you know, to check out a load of really cool stuff, it quickly. That that's a wonderful place to be. Also, I kind of I like that they're all on there because if it's a brand that you don't necessarily know, and especially when it's something like a pedal which is quite small, you might not see it across the the you know the floor. Um, it's it's nice to actually get to sort of walk around and you can kind of do a fast peg round and introduce yourself to everyone and check out like. A ton of cool boutique stuff that you would otherwise miss in, you know, in a very brief period of time. Absolutely. Um, and I think um, Alex from Xander's going to be there this year. And I want to see, he's really stepped up his game in terms of like the visual look and, you know, yeah. bringing everything into like this really nice um, sort of feel and vibe about the whole brand. So I want to go and see what he's doing. Yeah, I think, um, I think, yeah, Xander circuitry has gone from strength to strength. I love the the new look. It's not new anymore. They've been running with it for a while and sort of the new introductions of, of pedals yeah. and, and the direction that he's been going in for a while. I think they're definitely someone to check out as a, as a pedal brand that are just going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. And um, I, I guess I'll go. Um, I always tend to go to Game Changer uh, and see those guys. I've helped those guys out with some sort of boss and run stuff in their artist centre. I wonder. I wonder if and, they've got uh, anything new well, coming they, out. Because last we, year was they were. I think it was last year they actually had the engineers working on the motor synth live. So they just had yeah. like they brought the engineers over and they were like building it in real time. That is <laughs> I guess very that's cool. the thing. Um, so they're always sort of a bit out there. Um, did I don't you see? Know. Did you see what they did for Christmas? Um, was it Christmas this year or last year? Where they put they they su- surrounded an entire the the house with uh, with yes. plasma pedals, um, yes, the, the same way that you would do with sort of Christmas lights, and they lit up the whole house with uh, with what? plasma pedals. Yeah, that sounds yeah. amazing. Just like around the like you would have you know a line of them just under your roof, sort of. Yeah, thing, yeah, like yeah. A, a rosary of of those. They did that with plasma pedals and then wow. turned them all on. It, it was great. It was the most sort of rock and roll Christmas thing I've ever seen. Um, but yeah. Oh, and then. Um... I don't know. There's a, yeah, there's a bunch of people, loads of friends. Obviously, I want to go and hang out with everyone that we don't get to see very often. So, yeah. you know, Ryan and the guys from Sixty Cycle Harm and, and Blake from uh, from Tone Mob and, and all those guys, um, and just hope that the weather's good and I get a bit of a break. Last no. year, I got really sick really early on, so the whole of Nam was a struggle. Um, but thankfully, Boss has a good team, so should be should be rocking. And yes, I guess you are always, a team of lovely people. And um, always go and see the custom shop, Fender. That's always the best. Um, always because they always had, last year, the pinball strap set or whatever it was. Um, I'm like, yeah. But it just it's always good to see what comes out at um, 
on the custom shop side of things. But I don't know. I just want a good few hours to walk around, which is never enough. Um, I really want to go as a tourist again. Yeah. One year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That. You're going to have to see if you actually get some time to step away. Um, it's and, it's uh, funny, actually. One thing that I'm surprised... I guess it would just be too expensive to do, but it'd be so good if they did like a brand, like a brand only evening on like the Wednesday night. I know loads of people are still setting up, and even on Thursday, some people are like still isn't, setting up. Where, but Wednesday is brands only, isn't it? Well, you're still technically you can only go in if you're a brand to set up the stand. But still, so many people are like setting up, and obviously yeah, they're like laying so, yeah. the carpet and stuff for the, you know the rest of the thing. But it'd just be good if you could, you know, everyone. They said like. You know, everyone can go and wander around and yeah, whatnot, which is what I tend to do anyway. But um, you know, let's let's see. But I I don't know. There's I just want to go and walk around the whole guitar thing and actually enjoy it this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, before we before we move into the Nam news, uh, Mark, is, hello. Is there, yeah, do do you want to raise anything before we move into news? Um, well, a couple of things. If I um disappear off this podcast at any point, it's because there a storm is about to uh seemingly decimate the entire south coast of the UK. So that's if, right. If and you, you you podcast from a glass hut at well, the end of actually, your garden. It's like a conservatory, I would say, is how sure. I would describe it. So if it gets like too loud in here with the rain and the wind and stuff, then I'm I might have to disappear off. Either that, or my house has either uh, like fallen down, or I've gone off to like uh, Oz. I've been transported via right. the wind and that to a, a, another dimension. That, that's the one thing I don't miss about Brighton is Brighton winter. Yeah, always the absolute worst. Still yeah, the best place in the, the world. Problem mate. Don't <laughs> deny. Don't the problem deny. with a seaside city is that yeah, the the, the weather is always uh, is always completely rubbish. But yes, okay. So that's your first thing. That was my first thing. If I disappear off for any reason, that's why uh, I've not been sacked. Um, the other thing was I just want to bring up Patreon. I do this every now and then, and um, I was thinking about Patreon the other day, and I just I had I've got a few ideas for things that I want to do with guitar nerds uh, that we just we can't do right now because time and money and stuff, and. I'm sort of thinking that the amount of people that listen to this podcast, if everyone contributed a dollar, this we could do so much more stuff. Like I've made it a bit of a resolution of mine this year to like pay for more stuff that I like, like podcasts that I like. I'm contributing to Patreons. If I'm someone's YouTube channel, I'm finding a way to kind of give them some money, um, and not a lot every time. Like a dollar every time, um, or not not for everything. Obviously, for every. Not for like every video, but to every channel that I watch regularly, you know, one of my subscriptions, I try and find a way to just give them a dollar a month. Um, and Is this why you've been selling all your guitar gear? Yeah, that's why I'm completely skin. Uh, nothing to do with uh, my, you know, bad spending habits. Um, no, I just want to. I just want to say, like, Patreon. Loads of great people already support us. If everyone who listened to this podcast gave us a dollar, it would literally change the guitar nerds world. Um, it would be a very, very different thing. And, you know, I know not everyone can can afford it, um, but if you can afford a dollar a month and you've just been putting it off for a little while and thinking, yeah, I'll get around to it, now is absolutely the time. Um, because as with more money and more time, there's a lot we could do with guitar nerds. If you like what we do already, there's a bunch more that we could do. Absolutely. And speaking of Patreon and, you know, Matt speaking about Game Changer, me and Matt are going to be relaunching the Friday special uh, series of 
podcasts very soon um, where the first half of the series will go out uh, to our general audience and the second half of the series will be Patreon only. And we have actually got Game Changer. We've got the uh, the fellas behind Game Changer coming on for an episode. That uh, one you know, should absolutely well as... be locked behind the Patreon wall because I imagine <laughs> that is going to be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that will be cracking. Anyway, let's, uh, let's dive headfirst into a big old barrel of news. News! So, first up, and kind of the title for this podcast, and actually I need to uh, I need to also make an apology <laughs> at this stage to our Patreon backers, um, because, because normally I would put this out for Patreon backers a day before it goes out, but because this is NAM week, in fact, most of the embargoes on what we're talking about um, are, are from the from the Wednesday. So normally this would go out on a Tuesday, but I don't want to break any embargoes and I don't want to miss this stuff off and be talking about it a week late. So I, so unfortunately, this has been put out a day late for Patreon backers. But the, the first thing I want to talk about and the main reason for that is Redbeard Effects, friend of the podcast, Mikey Demas and Adrian Thorpe are back again with a second pedal for Redbeard Effects. Their Honey Badger Octave Fuzz. Now this has been teased a bit on... Um, on the Redbeard social and on all Mikey's social, these lovely shots of this golden Redbeard effects pedal, and uh, and and Mikey was uh, was very kind to to get hold of me and 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 offered to send me one, and then uh, and then he forced Adrian into having to make one because he then realised that Adrian had, didn't have any <laughs> built, so Adrian had to <laughs> had to make one in a day and send it to me. But um, but uh, we, we we did actually get it like a day later, which was which was fantastic. So this is the 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 honey badger octave fuzz and it's it's absolutely crazy they've they've definitely pushed the boat out from from the original now i wasn't on the podcast where you had mikey on talking about the uh um red mist talking about the red mist yeah exactly i uh, i missed that one but certainly i I, I think the idea and the thing that Mikey's bringing to Red Mist is the fact that he has sort of, you know, 20 years or whatever experience in, you know, international touring, studio recording and, you know, things like that. And and also he has, he plays for a relatively extreme band as, as far as sounds go, um, you know, as far as big, thick, heavy driving sounds go. And this seems to be, the, the Honey Badger seems to be a, an octave fuzz that is that is relatively limitless. Um, so we've got a two-button octave fuzz with six controls. I think did you have six controls on the on the uh, no, five on the five, five. Yeah, so five. so six six controls on this. Now you've got the volume. Now when I was demoing this earlier, I couldn't get the volume even to halfway. When They're I super was, loud. The red is, mist is the same. It's it's, it's just got so much volume. Yes, yeah, so that. much volume, so much headroom, which which was absolutely fantastic. Admittedly, um, I was diming the octave control and the fuzz control for the bulk of what I was doing. Now, this octave fuzz is cool because it's also got a two-band EQ. You've got a treble and bass. And then I kind of think the thing that's great is they've got a divide control so yeah. you've got you've got two foot switches you're you're on off your bypass as standard um and then you've got the octave you can engage the octave so you can use this as a conventional fuzz now the divide is splitting between it's a blend between a single octave down and a minus two octave down so you can you can you know have it in the shutdown position and that would be giving you your single, your one octave down, or you can have it in the full position. That's giving you, you know, a proper sub, two full octaves 
down. Kind of the same way, you know, I guess that's the sort of that would be dealt with on two controls, for example, on something like the Boss OC2, but this is dealt with via a blend, which is actually a great way to do it and to be able to control that interactively and kind of almost a I, bit more on the fly. I um so Obviously, I was really excited for this anyway because I love the Red Mist. It's on my board and we spoke about it on Gear of the Year. And I had no idea what this was because obviously Mikey said, oh, we, we sent one to Joe and I had no idea. And then he sent the picture and I was like, I'm totally in. And I read the press release and obviously, Joe, you sent us some sound clips earlier. And I couldn't be more excited about it because one of my favourite sounds on my pedal board at the moment is my boss FZ2 Fuzz with a Boss OC2 octave, which I switch in and out, <laughs> which has got the two, it's got the two octaves down or the one octave down. And it gives this yeah. huge, like, uh, that it just like that massive, like sub fuzz. That's like totally like, it's not uncontrollable, but it's, it's just like, you just can't get it any other way without just having an octave pedal and like a fuzz pedal. Yeah. There's almost two separate things. So to have it combined into this one unit and then have, the actual level control over the octave and be able to switch it in and out on one pedal, which saves space on the pedal board. I'm like, I'm I'm totally in. Yeah. So this is basically a, a what? A, it's a silicon fuzz, isn't it? It's a silicon fuzz, yeah. So much more of an, a kind of old school, big, soupy fuzz. Um, but you can choke it out and get it to sound relatively modern. If you crank down the fuzz um, and sort of crank up the octave, you can get some really choked out sounds. I was trying to do that a little bit on the sound samples I sent uh, you you were Mark, but um... but the um, the octave, uh, and this it wasn't clear, and I guess I'm I'm not 100 percent sure on this. The octave is only switchable with the fuzz, or you can have the octave separately. Sorry, you know? I'm not sure. Can I you follow. Have, can you have? Can you have? Can oh you... right, no, no. So so um, so it's either the fuzz on its own. So the octave on its own. I don't I, I don't think it actually lets through the the octave. I'm. I'm not. Sh- I, I think I tried it for a second and didn't think it let through the octave individually. So no, I think it is just a fuzz with an added octave right, rather okay. than the other that's, way around. That, that's how I get it from the uh, the press release. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that that's wicked. I, I'm I'm in. I think it's, it's you know if the fir- if the red mist is anything to go by, this pedal is going to be absolutely. It looks amazing. They're so well built, and you know. I think those the kind of as you said, Mikey's sort of experience in sound and touring, and um, Adrian's just sort of like attention to detail. I think it's going to be. I can't yeah, wait to try it's, it. Basically, it's, it's a wonderful sort of partnering of, of of people there. Definitely for the for the brand entire. But you know, I just thought I messed around with it for some time, and I thought I guess you can have such a variety of sounds. Now I'll, I'll always be a obviously a bass player first and a, a guitar player sort of third or fourth or fifth. But when certainly when I was plugging bass into it, I was amazed at how many different sounds I could get from this fuzz, and they were all usable from kind of yeah weird choked out sort of you know behind club doors sort of fuzz to this big open octave, and and the thing is it tracked really well. Those octaves tracked really well. They tracked well on bass, and bear in mind all my basses are down in D standard or drop C, and they were still tracking down. They're like, they're glitching out as the note sort of holds, but, you know, a sub is does that on a guitar, let alone a bass. And I'm, uh, I'm assuming the octave um, is analogue, because I don't it, think Adrian's gone into any DSP yet. There's so no guessing. way, there's there's no way it's it's a digital 
it's um, just really well. It, it, it was, was so good because it's the same as it reminded me of the OC2 octave in that sense, in the way that it sort of holds perfectly and then glitches towards the end, which is kind of sort of that. That's like part and parcel of the OC2. It's why it's one of the only pedals that stayed on my board, you know, probably for the last decade. Um, yeah, it's, and, it's just and, got that. It's got that real synthy. Yeah, vibe about it, isn't it? And yeah, I'm you to could think get that- some great synth tones. It was it was weird. Like when I was really cranking the fuzz and cranking the octave and really sort of putting focus on the sub rather than the one octave down, it, it was like I was getting these weird sort of swirling artifacts underneath the the note. These sort of almost phasing sounds going on. I just I, I had a whale of a time playing with it today. I, I think it's an absolute cracker of a pedal. Um, cool. Well, yeah. I look forward to trying it. Hopefully, I mean. I like to say I want. I'd like to try it at Nam, but I hate trying stuff at Nam because <laughs> you just. Do you know you you just you never get a good feel for it at all. Yeah, Although yeah. actually, I think uh, Adrian should have a Wasa tube amp expander on his uh, <laughs> on his booth, so um, you should be able to hear it through headphones and get a pretty decent Th- sound. That out of should it. be that. This should be just before Nam should be the best time for Boss to be selling Wasa tube no, amp exactly. expanders. <laughs> exactly. All the, all the booths buying them. Exactly. Okay, um, so uh, so sorry, Matt. Were you gonna? No, I was gonna on? say yeah. I can't wait. Just need to send it to me so I can. Yeah. I'm just. I'm. I'm really keen to see if it would replace two pedals off ah, off my pedal board. Mate, I haven't been as excited about fuzz in a long time, but I thought this was an absolute winner. The fact that it worked equally well for bass and guitar. It, it's the first fuzz in a long time that I I would put on my board. Whereas before fuzz is something I'd use so occasionally that I'd just rely on the the digital replication on the Boss MS3 but this was just so versatile and so interesting I, I think what what a wonderful pedal anyway moving moving on to our next piece because we've got so much to get through um uh, Mark I want to talk about I I, don't, I I almost said maybe the most exciting thing on uh, on this news but there were so many exciting things but this might be it Epiphone yeah. inspired by Gibson range. Indeed, there's a there is a lot of news. Um, but for me, this really is uh, one of the mo- more exciting things on the list. So, um, one of the I guess the big things that comes up when you talk about Epiphone guitars is people always go, "Ah, oh, hate the headstock." Uh, you know, I don't like that Epiphone look. I want the kind of Gibson headstock, and then I'd, I'd definitely buy one. Well, now is your chance because um, Epiphone have just launched the Inspired by Gibson collection. Um, it seems like this is a complete restructuring of their uh, line, and in fact, the press release doesn't give enough information away to say, "Oh yeah, we're going to you know discontinue everything else, and these are going to be the guitars." We don't actually know exactly what the models are going to be yet either, um, but it very much seems like a kind of streamlining across the board. We could certainly um, take a stab at it from the well, promotional pictures. Yeah, I mean, there's one promotional picture, as far as I'm aware. Um, so what they've done is they've replaced the Epiphone headstock with kind of Gibson... Uh, oh, they call it the Dove Wing? Is that well, right? Well, I thought they were calling it the Kalamazoo headstock. It yes. certainly looks exactly like the Harmony headstock, or certainly very close yeah, to the, the, the Harmony headstock, or maybe maybe the Hofner headstock. It's that sort of thing. It's, it's yeah. a wider... And, um, and it's something we talked book. about it before on the uh, was it a new Paul Stanley guitar? Yeah, uh, yeah was it, maybe. It, yeah, it was what, yeah. one of the one of the guitar players from Kiss. It was uh, his new signature model for Epiphone. Um, had this new headstock shape, and that basically was the confirmation of a rumor that we've we've heard for a while that yes, Epiphone are going to be doing guitars with this different shape headstock. So in the promotional photo, I can see a Les Paul custom. A Les Paul custom people that's a les paul custom by epiphone in black with a headstock that doesn't 
that isn't so bad that you go, oh, I guess if I want a Les Paul custom, I'll spend three grand on one. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, that's yeah. fantastic. Um, the uh, I can see a uh, Les Paul special in TV yellow, which um, looks amazing. A- that's incredibly exciting. Think about how many people bought, like, just buy the... If it's got the same price point as the specials that Epiphone do at the moment, but now with a decent headstock, this is going to overtake Squire Affinity. My feeling is that it won't. Um, I think that they... This is based on no fact whatsoever, but my personal (laughs) feeling is that these will be um, a more expensive range and then they will either announce uh, a new cheaper range or they'll be a... uh, They'll continue on with the guitars they've already got. So... I don't think, because this looks like a glued neck guitar to me. It's two P90s. It's the nice headstock. Looks like a bound fretboard as well from this image. Um, this is not going to replace, I don't think it's going to replace like an Epiphone Les Paul Special 2 at however much they are, £169 or, or whatever. I, I think didn't realise the Special 2 was bolt on. Oh. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, that's uh, funny. It is a Special 2 bolt on. You've got me wondering that. Yes, yes, it is. Matt? Yeah. Special two. I thought some of them were bolt on, but certainly like bolt on doesn't seem to be no, something. I've, I've got a the feeling difference that special glue, two is, is glue, set neck, yeah. and then because, the LP hundred was the bolt on. Yeah, because set neck and 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 bolt on doesn't seem to be something that defines price that much for Epiphone. You think sort of you know coming from the from the base front, you can pick up a. Uh, an Epiphone no, they are, EBO. They for... are absolutely a bolt on neck guitar. Are they? Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I know what you mean about the, the. It gets a bit weird when you get to the bases because they've got like bolt on stuff and, and glue neck that cross over. But yeah, this is not going to replace their kind of beginner's guitar. I'm not okay. sure this is even going to be like kind of their mid price guitar. I wonder if there's also going to be like just the Epiphone range and then there's the epiphone inspired by gibson range it'll be interesting Maybe. to see what they do with that i mean that that actually funnily enough is almost exactly what you said in a video that you made maybe a year ago maybe two years ago totally and in <laughs> fact we uh, we're not 100 percent sure but i don't think anyone knows where these guitars are being made you know they might be made yeah. in korea which is what i kind of speculated in that video and my feeling is that they're probably not they'll probably still be uh, you know chinese or indonesian made guitar um most probably chinese um, but what this could be is the range above what they're doing already, but less yeah. expensive than a Gibson. But none of that is certain yet. There's no price point, so it's all speculation right now. Um, the other guitars in the photo are a very classic-looking Flying V. They've got a uh, Cherry Sunburst Les Paul. The top looks absolutely fantastic. That, on that. Is, that is incredible. Yeah. I mean, we obviously don't know the price point yet, no, but nonetheless, no. it's going to be less than a Gibson for that price point. And for a guitar... Uh, this not obviously you know I, I can't, you can't see what this is but for a guitar that looks as good as this with a headstock as good as this this is very exciting yep that middle uh, one is maybe the most exciting thing yeah and that's going to be the test really is you know how good is the Les Paul standard you know that's the the kind of yardstick um and you know for me at the kind of the same price point i guess you know there's the Epif- the current Epiphone Les Paul standard. There's a lot of other guitars that you could look at for similar money um, that may be as good, or in my opinion, uh, you know, a little bit better. Um, but with this new guitar, you know, if this is not much more money than uh, current Les Paul standard, this could be the go-to guitar again for that for that price point. So, so there's Les Paul standard. Uh, there's the uh, an SG standard with a, with a, a Vibrola 
tailpiece. Um, so again, it'd be interesting Out, to see. Outrageous. Outrageously yeah. cool. It'd be interesting to see what price point that comes in. Really nice looking Firebird. Obviously, the headstock on that hasn't changed. No. Um, Mini humbuckers. To be honest, they were, they, they've done good Firebirds. Epiphone already yeah. do good Firebirds. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, same for the Explorer as well. Again, doesn't look like much has changed there. Um, and the last one, which is obviously very exciting for me, being a recent convert to SGs. Uh, an SG special. Two P90s. This one's in Pelham Blue. I'd imagine there's plenty of other colours that are in the pipeline as well. Um, and I, hard to judge from this photo because it's pretty low res, but it looks like it may also be bound neck, which would be absolutely killer. Unbelievable. I, this is this is incredible. This is like Epiphone stepping back into the ring. I mean, this is giving Squire an absolute run for their money. Obviously, we still don't know prices, so they could completely miss the point and, and you know, make them way too expensive. But... By the looks of it, certainly, you know how Epiphone SGs and Gibson SGs differ in thickness and sort of, you know, how how they're actually made. Like an Epiphone SG is nothing like a Gibson SG sort of thing. Um, if they're actually using the proper Gibson shapes, which it, it looks more in line with what they are from this one picture, with a great looking headstock, this is a return to sort of Epiphone being a, considered a respected premium brand rather than a... You know, it's sort of an, the entry-level brand. Like, you know, people don't mind getting Squire because Squire, I think, have really fought for their own identity over the last few years. And Epiphone have, are just sort of the entry-level thing. And then you definitely, if you if you like that sort of thing and you take music seriously, you probably buy a Gibson. This is, I think this could change everything. I am very, very excited about this. I think it, it mostly comes down to marketing, to be honest. You know, in terms of, uh, in fact, I don't mean marketing. What I mean is kind of attention that the Rangers have received. Whereas, you know, on the Squire side of things, it seems that a lot of time and attention and marketing has been put into building that brand aside from Fender. You know, it's not just, oh, here's a uh, here's the Fender standard telly. So, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a Squire equivalent, but it's a bit cheaper. You know, they've really thought, okay, younger players are getting into kind of offsets. So we've done a whole range of offsets and there's like vintage reissue stuff um an epiphone aside from their signatures i would say which i think have been very interesting over the last few years absolutely it's kind of almost been left to drift a little bit in my opinion whereas these guitars look like they've had some real thought yeah. put into them um just doing a bit more reading looks like there's gonna the collection's gonna be split in two much like the gibson stuff there's gonna be original, oh, it is yeah yeah originals and modern so and yeah exactly what, what a wonderful idea bringing epiphone and gibson in line with each other yeah it's certainly at a time when when fender well fender are doing really well fender are spreading themselves very thin there are you know there are what sort of you know six eight different ranges within fender and and squire and there's a bit of like what's the squire price point difference to the fender there are some squires that you'd recommend over fenders even though there's price it like there's there's just so much from fender and if gibson just go oh yeah there's sorry what is it modern and uh they are called original, original and modern original original modern epiphone and gibson that's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. And I think it's been it's been required for a while because um, we talked about it quite a few times on this podcast. You know, there's things like Epiphone Les Paul tributes and stand um, like um, yeah, the, the tribute outfits and stuff like that. And like the range has just been a bit confusing on Epiphone. What I think Fender have done is straddle that actually quite well. You know, there's quite clear delineators in the range. And again, we talked about it in Gear of the Year with you know the um, the new guitars, the Elites. Um, it is Elite, right? No. 
What's the new, what? the latest version? Oh, the uh, uh, Ultras. Ultras, sorry, that's what I was after. Um, the difference between that and just an American uh, professional now is quite clear. And I actually do think they've been quite good at like differentiating where the different price points are and what you get for the money. And, you know, is it a vintage guitar or is it kind of modern spec? Um, and Epiphone, I think that's been, for, for a while, has been a little bit kind of cloudy this seems like a big shift and seems ex- like exactly what they need to do fantastic yeah, yeah totally what, um, a, what a wonderful thing there is one other bit of epiphone news which i'm as a uh, kind of beatles fan quite uh, excited about um they did also announce a uh, one u.s built guitar um which is the texan which is an acoustic the reason that i'm excited about it is it's because the guitar it's the guitar that uh, paul mccartney used for blackbird and has used throughout his career um it's quite a sought after guitar um and it's just for me it's the absolute coolest looking acoustic acoustic guitar they are brilliant so cool and i think we shouldn't underestimate how what a massive step up that is epiphone with a u.s made guitar yeah i wonder what i i wonder why they've done it what i think it probably is is it's probably you know built alongside the gibson stuff but because the epiphone texan is such an iconic guitar they decided to kind of brand it as epiphone rather than putting Gibson on the headstock. And it, I wonder what you know, price point that's going to sell. Yeah, um, who knows? I, it's one of those things where because it's made in the US, and like I said, my suspicion is it's made you know in line with the American stuff. It's probably in the same ballpark. Um, yeah. But really cool to have in the line. Super excited because you know it's it's a uh, it's a guitar that everyone raves about. This episode of Guitar Nerds is brought to you by Shergold Guitars and their latest electric guitar, The Provocateur. Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergold Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and so I watch you from afar and many others comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle and featuring a racid mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA made Seymour Duncan pickups it's easy to see why Guitarist Magazine officially voted the provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019 You can find your nearest Shergold dealer at shergoldguitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at shergoldguitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Mark, what's your favourite Epiphone guitar in the current lineup? Uh what, in the ones that you can get at the moment? Yeah, what would you pick? If you um, if, is there one that like stands out to you? What was that Kiss guitar? It looked amazing. Really? Wasn't it? You liked the that? new the one blue, with the blue in the blue sparkle. Yeah, was it, it was Tommy Thaler. Tommy yeah. Thaler, wasn't it? Tha- yeah, yeah Thay or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. It was like a blue large flake sparkle with a matching headstock and matching pickups, wasn't it? That's the one that I would have. Of course. Very tasteless. Uh, Matt Knight, what about you? <laughs> Uh, in the Epiphone, they I don't know if they still do it. Um, I think you can, I'm sure I've still seen it, but the Joe Bonamassa Firebird. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's what I was going to say. The gold Joe Bonamassa Firebird won because it was a single mini oh, humbucker in the bridge, specifically in gold for me. But um, but you know, it was looked great in sunburst as well. Oh, we've got the same one, Matt. That's sweet. I was going to say that anyway. But interestingly enough, all three of us have just chosen signature models in Epiphone. So. Yeah. You know, it would be it would be interesting to see if this range can compete with their but obviously fantastic. I would range. also have the Kiss one because it is amazing. It looks so good. <laughs> Actually, it does. Um, just, was, no, just for it's the so tasteless. No. Oh, I love it. There was another um, signature model, and again, you'll have to forgive me for getting the chap's name, but it was the um, the Epiphone Les Paul Custom with the single P90 with the custom made badge across the bottom. Oh, um, Jared James. Don't want Jar- to say Jared James, but maybe that's not right. What's Jared, his name? James, Jared James Nichols. Ah, uh, I knew I was halfway there. Uh, yeah, the Jared James Nichols Les Paul, uh, signature Les Paul. Yeah, I mean, looks fantastic. Um, again, yeah, single P90 on a Les Paul Custom. That's what about finish? Bring, about bring cool back single P90 on a Les Paul Custom. That is a fantastic idea. What finish? Uh, it's just black. And in Why fact, isn't uh, it nickel? It uh, it doesn't say uh, custom made across the bottom like you'd get on those old plates. It said blues power. Oh, even better. What yeah. a wonderful phrase. Love it. Blues power. Anyway, moving on to our next uh, news item, because this is only our third news item and we're, you know, we're over it's halfway through. <laughs> this is, it is big news. That was very big news. And this is very big news. Matt, talk to me about Gibson 2020. Yes. So um, I've had a bit of time to pick through the press release and kind of understand a little bit more about what's going on at Gibson. So the website currently doesn't actually reflect a lot of the new models that are coming out. Oh, it um, doesn't. I apologise no. for that because before um, we started recording, I pointed you towards that for the No, new so <laughs> I um, I spent a bit of time just before we were recording and, and while Mark was talking there just to kind of reread the press release a couple of times just to make sure that we were, we were getting all the correct information. Um, and obviously Gibson have spent the last uh, couple of years sort of uh, renewing themselves as a company and obviously Gibson TV launched a couple of weeks ago which is the kind of new rebranded YouTube channel and they've been putting a bunch of factory content up on there about how the guitars are built and trying to really uh, bring home that what kind of brand they are and, and I think you know there's and of there's course US listeners, I don't, I don't think you'll have this, but Gibson are also featured in the DHL advert in the UK at the moment, which is oh. on on, well, on TV, sort of in between most uh, most sort of you know rubbish TV shows that Jay watches. Whenever I go around here, I don't have a TV. <laughs> I don't watch it, but but yes, it's always there. They're they're you I know, mean in the Gibson factory in this, the uh, the start of the ad. Yeah, this is obviously not the time to um, to talk about it, but you know there there's huge power behind the brand, and there's a, a huge amount of fans, including us. And you know they make some great guitars, and obviously last year saw the um, sort of the move to this modern and original again, streamlining the range, bringing it back to something that's easy to understand uh, for the end user, and obviously also for the guys in stores going, oh, you know. There's not a million different Les Pauls that you have to talk about. Um, you know, just looking, obviously, your original collections, your 50s, your 50s P90, you've got your 60s standard, your special, your junior, um, and then your SGs and, and your usual sort of guitars there. So what they're doing for 2020, there's a couple of things. First of all, they're expanding the original collection to inter. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Great 70 style flying V's and explorers. Oh, yes. Um, so there will be bound rosewood fingerboards with slim taper necks, 70s oh. tribute burst buckers. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really cool. So again, going back to that sort of awesome retro vibe, doing something a little bit different, uh, which I think is really cool. So they're gonna come in white. Um, I think. They're going to be absolutely killer. Um, and then they're expanding the modern collection with the special tribute. So this comes in two pickup configurations, either humbucker or P90. And the killer thing about these is the entry point is $999. Uh, um, what now? So these are your sort of entry level um, Gibsons, the step up from that kind of highest level um epiphone if you don't want to go for a studio you've got the special so they're kind of thinner so is body this, is this a little where bit more stripped back is this where the photo of those two les paul specials has come th- come from they've got yes. two yeah they have that they have a picture on the factory floor two les paul specials um one with two p90s one with two humbuckers both in black with a black guard probably the best looking things I've ever seen side by side. And you're now telling me that they're less than a thousand dollars. Yes. Yes. So these actually come from, uh, it says made in the USA by the same hands that make the sister original collection, Lev Paul special TV yellow. Um, so this, this is, is the best year. This is the more, I'm guessing this is the more modern spec, 
um, version probably slimmer necks, different pickups. Um, so that's really nice to see a more modern version of that rather than a more vintage version of the, of the Les Paul Special. Sure. Um, the biggest thing for kind of the the high end uh, people out there is obviously the custom shop is um, renewing itself, rebranding itself in some ways, and bringing out a lot more guitars as close to the original as possible. I know they say that every year. Obviously, we've already heard news of the Murphy Lab at Custom Shop. Oh. So Tom Murphy is now one of the master or the master artisan at Gibson Custom. He's working for Custom Shop in the factory building and designing guitars it's going to be absolutely incredible obviously his instruments fetch more than any other in um the gibson lineup if you can get a murphy aged so to be able to order the custom shop or a custom shop murphy lab i think is awesome uh, they're no doubt going to be how much do you think guitars. they'll be how much do you think i reckon seven to eight grand probably in, in pounds in british pounds in, in british pounds yeah okay um, i can't afford that but I think the thing is, is people will moan about the price. And it's like, okay, well, go and buy a guitar that's built to that level that's an original or something. And, you know, there's other options. I, I agree. There's other options, you know. If I, if I was going to spend seven grand on a guitar, it's probably the best place that seven grand could go. Well, <laughs> as opposed to something vintage that, you know, would be wonderful to own, but, you know, definitely wouldn't play as well. You know, it's, it's tough. Because I think some of the, the Murphy, I think the Murphy Labs, I think it's one of those things that I'm going to call as it's a solid investment i don't think you're ever really going to lose a lot of money on it it's probably always going to go up in value the earlier ones you can get the better um but i think they're they're just going to be good i think they're going to be you know it's saying that they're going to reimagine and implement new ways of delivering the custom shop experience and there's a huge bunch of collectors out there that collect all of these you know and a couple of facebook groups with these and these guys have tons of these custom shop you know les pauls and stuff so um no doubt that's going to be amazing but what they're also doing is they're introducing and i think this is killer because this was one thing that was always an option when you could do made to measure is they're introducing for 2020 the 60th anniversary of the 1960 um and they're doing it in three models so they're doing the first year production or as they call the uh, the V1 neck, so that's the same as the 59 spec. Then right. they're doing the V2 profile, which is slightly thinner, has slightly different knobs and brighter colours. And then they're doing a V3 version, uh, which is an even thinner neck. Um, so I think that's cool because there's a lot of people that always said, oh, can I have a 1960 but with a V1 neck? So it feels more like a 59, but it's a different top and different colours, for example. Um, so I think that's a really nice feature to build that in. And again, it's nice to see them doing something that's pushing the boundaries of, of the custom shop and, you know, obviously relying on, on their heritage and with Murphy on board as well, it's going to be killer. Um, and alongside that, they're also doing the historic ES collection. So this is, is this going to be like true historic? This is true historic, but for ES guitars. Um, <gasps> so I think what? that's... Yeah, so I think that's a real good step forward. So explain um, True Historic for the listener who doesn't know the range. So True Historic, and obviously I've been out of the stores for a little while, so I don't know what changes they made in the last couple of years, but this was like as close to original specs. So using things like aniline dye, hide glue, uh, rather than building a vintage instrument with modern specs in terms of its build, this is like as authentic as it can be in terms of like... Um, you know 
the dyes and the glues. And actually what they're doing with this is they're using authentic dimensions and contours that have been scanned from originals. So they're actually using 3D scans to then recreate the original contours of ESs. Because obviously as ESs changed, the horns changed, the contours on the arch changed. Um, so I think I think This that's, is like um, Helix, but for guitars. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's really nice. And again, nice to see the ESs um, move. Um, I'm guessing these are all going to be Nashville because I think a lot of those ones moved all into the same factory. Yeah, they're all national. Um, all, the, all, all the ESs are Nashville. But I think the custom shops were all the ESs were always done in a different factory. I think all the ESs are being done now in the custom shop. My um, yeah, my my custom shop ES one seven five is is definitely uh, Memphis. Yes, yeah. So I, I, think, I said uh, Nashville, didn't I? I meant yes. all the yes is uh, Memphis. That's what I meant, yeah. So yeah, Memphis sorry. and then moved to Nashville. <laughs> um, so then there's a few other bits. Obviously, they're going to be doing, uh, they're calling uh, showcasing a limiting a limited run of historic reissues in a rainbow of custom colours. Um, so that's going to be like a 63 and 64 Firebird 5, 64 SG, 65 non-reverse Firebird 5, 67 Mahogany Flying V, um, all with the Maestro of Brola. Then they're doing a 63 SG special. Um, they're wow. doing a whole bunch of crazy colours like Pelham Blue, Candy Blue, Frost Blue, Olive Drab, Classic, Polaris White, oh, Inverness man. Green, Heather Polly, Gold Miss Polly, Kerry Green, Cardinal Red, Amber Red, Ember Cardinal Red, Red. Sparkling Burgly, Burgundy, Purple Metallic, Black, Pink and others. Um, so there's going to be wow. an amazing selection. So Gibson is definitely going to be a stand. Who'd have thunk out. it? 2020 belongs to Gibson. I think yeah. they've just been listening to us um, yeah. and they just go, look, <laughs> we know what these people want. Cool colours, cool <laughs> guitars, just make them. How many, okay, views, okay. how many views has that video had that I did? That's that's uh, yeah. yeah exactly. If it's exactly. more than one, I'm saying that the one was the people at Gibson, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, um, talking about uh, no, sorry. Have you got more? Is there yes, more? Yes, there's, there's a couple of bits just to go over um, really, really quickly because I know we don't want to take up too much uh, more time on this. Um, they are doing a reissue of the Tony Iommi Monkey SG, uh, which was the iconic SG um, 64 that he played on a lot of the early records. Yeah, Black so records. so a couple of weird pickups on the on that the. the monkey sg yeah i i'm just trying to have a look at the exact um spec so these ones here um is a heavily modified 64 sg special so it would have been the small pickups that was used um extensively with the original lineup of black sabbath and heard on every album and tour of the 1970s it's been completely reverse engineered there will be 50 exact replicas 25 right-handed and 25 left-handed each signed and numbered by tony iom himself um so no detail is overlooked in construction and age, uh, aging. One of the um, weirdest things about this guitar is the change from having a proper wraparound bridge into having the all-in-one thing that was on the juniors. Yes, and they are... Um, with compensated so saddles built in. But the problem with having compensated saddles on a wraparound in, on a one-piece means that you really can't get the action down very low because you're dealing with so much in such a short distance doesn't matter um, mate it's yeah. the most rocking guitar ever exactly. oh no 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 don't get me wrong he's absolutely cool Work t- i only know you can't get the action down because tim has the the same thing and you know his his strings are about an inch away from his fretboard which he seems to like but when i tried to set it up for him i realized that that was kind of part and parcel of having a bridge of that style you like you're literally limited to that but of course tony iomi very much so one of the most rock and roll guitarists of all time 
You know, it looked like he didn't care about setup. He didn't care about accuracy. He was all about just absolutely plowing into that guitar. I, yeah. This thing is incredible. The cool. bloody best. Um, and it also comes with um, a, a replica of his silver cross necklace with a coffin case and a replica of Tony's leather touring <laughs> guitar strap in a 60s case. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. So that's good. And then... Uh, just to wrap things up, two more other bits. Obviously, this is the one that I've seen posted about the most, which I think a lot of people um, in our kind of circles are the most excited about, which is they are making a custom shop, uh, Adam Jones of Tool, signature 1979 Les Paul Custom in Silverburst, and that is uh, which very is cool. still the guitar that he plays today. Um, they said more about that project in 2020. Um, and also there's a whole range of acoustic custom shops as well, um, which uh, look really cool. They're sort of, again, going into the custom shop, diving into that a lot more. Um and there's a few signatures coming out, a few more high-quality J45s, J200s. Yeah, I, it just Gibson, just doing Gibson, what they pro- de- delivering Gibson. on their delivering on their promises. I think so. A lot to talk about, definitely by the time we get round to gear of the year. But already um, starting the year off, cracking. absolutely. I'm calling absolutely. it now. Epiphone SG Special. I'm all about that. I Guitar really of the year. To be good. Gear of the year. 2020. I really want it to be good. Yeah, I know. I think it will be. Gibson obviously have listened and they are coming back firing on all cylinders. 2020, absolutely Gibson's year, I think. Now, um, guitars on a on a much smaller but, you know, equally incredibly cool scale. Mark Packham. Hello. I want to talk about Jodo Guitars, who are one of our, you know, a custom shop from our hometown of Brighton. Not who quite. we've spoken about. Close enough. They are. Close enough. They are Brighton. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They're not. I've been to his house. It's not in Brighton. Yeah, but they, he, <laughs> he he lists Jodo as a Brighton company. Okay, it's, fine. It's on all the press releases. Okay. Jodo are a Brighton brand. But Jodo, wonderful custom shop. They're about to introduce accessible models. So, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Jodo uh, are a, like you say, a custom shop that have been doing things slightly differently. Generally not doing, like, commission work, um, but doing more building guitars based around a story. And we've talked about their um, their custom stuff for a little while. You know, uh, Ben, who is the, the man behind um, Jodo, will come up with the idea for a story, you know, a character um, who would have owned a guitar. And then he builds the guitar. And the guitars that I've uh, seen and played of his are absolutely phenomenal. Build quality is um, some of the best I've, that I've ever seen. And obviously the ideas are very, very unique um, because he starts with the story of the guitar first and then builds the guitar. Um, but obviously, you know, they're, they're, they are kind of hand-built and it's it's very kind of small scale and, you know, he builds a couple of guitars every year. Um, but... Very, very excited about this development. He has now teamed up with Vintage Guitars um, and are basically, they're producing some guitars that he's designed. I um, can't believe it. This is this is, this is is the absolute news of the century. This is, absolutely this is amazing. Eight Jodo Vintage models. So Vintage, not a brand we speak about a, a lot. Obviously, they do wonderf- wonderful sort of Fender style and Gibson style guitars that are very affordable price point and for all intents and purposes, very well built. But the company is always kind of maybe lack some identity in in that sense because you know their main aim is to make affordable versions of of those guitars now we get eight this is so left field for them we now get eight guitars made by one of the most original and unique luthiers in the uk 
Yeah, I just I wanted to just quickly go onto the Vintage Guitars website to uh, yeah, hang on. They have got they've got a brand new website apparently. So I wanted to just see like yes, that's what... right. It's called uh, VintageGuitarsRus dot com. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to have a look at what is currently available. So they do the Icon series, which I think are their Strats. Uh, yep. Yeah, so the the Icon V6 are the Strats. There's also the reissued series. Uh, which are vintage style strats. Um, uh, it's important to point out that vintage are actually. So before you read too much off of the website, yeah, yeah. Uh, post Nam vintage are launching an entirely new line of guitars. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that as well. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm just kind of uh, having a look at the site because I know that they've been known, obviously, for doing very good Fender and Gibson style guitars at an affordable price point. But they have also started breaking into the kind of signature range. Thomas Blue has a uh, has a yeah, and model. actually, I've played that. Guitar guitar and it is cracking it's yeah. a great guitar and he that's based on his actual 62 or 61 strat and he actually plays that vintage live more than he plays the original and it wow. sounds phenomenal that's really cool um but obviously joe you know teaming up with jodo is the most out there thing that they've done so as as you mentioned joe there's eight models uh the punk caster which is a kind of three uh two-thirds strat one-third telly uh literally looks as if you've taken a somber strat chopped a third of it off and then so the third being the lower horn yeah the lower horn and the control plate and then just glued on a butterscotch telly onto the side uh, again all these guitars come with a story you can go onto the website jodoguitars.com and read the story behind each of the designs um they're all they've all got they're all covered in like stickers and and crazy design you know text and stuff like that um, well, the, so, the, the, the punk cast is fantastic Didn't the punk casters say something like sexy times on the 11th and 13th fret uh does it? <laughs> I believe it does. Yeah. Okay. It does. Yeah. It says sexy times. And then actually on the back of the neck, there's a bunch of um, like graffiti, um, including beers for breakfast. There we go. Um, All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast. Um, so that's the uh, that's the punk caster. There's also the Jailbird, which looks pretty similar to one of uh, Jodo's original designs, um, which I don't know how you would describe it. I guess it's a it's an Esquire, so single pickup telly with a kind of oval scratch plate. Um, yeah, a weird offset, you know, sort of uh, like Jensen-style, like weird at an angle, sort of sci-fi from the 60s scratch plate. Yeah, that's for me, that's the one that I'm like, yeah, I oh, would this definitely is, play. This this is gorgeous. This is beautiful. Yeah, that is yeah. cool. Um, that is the idea cool. behind it being the jailbird, I think it's like a guitar based around. Yeah, well, it's the... supposed to be a stock guitar from a prison. So on, yeah. in the middle of the scratch plate, underneath the strings, it says "Forever Property of the Ohio State Penitentiary." Got it. Got it. And it actually has it has it's a bound Telecaster, and it has some more script around the round the side, as round the the edge yeah. of the guitar on the top. So uh, then there's also Lucky Betty. Uh, There's two different um, versions of that. There's the white one and the red one. So this, I guess, is loosely Well, the red one's more of a... uh, a, It's a um, sort of orange, Gretchen orange, Fiesta red, yeah, Fiesta red. Um, So this is based around a guitar that uh, Jodo had, again, in their kind of... um, In their custom in the workshop they've been working on for a while. Uh, And it's the story behind it, I guess, is it's it's owned or was owned by... Well, this is the one I've been reading about. And actually... I got to say, this is the this one I'll the, buy. This I is the one this. I would have. This is, I think, this is wicked. No, but no I would have. This I will buy. This is absolutely brilliant. It's um, 
what I really like about this, and actually this is just attention to detail. So it's based around the story of Lucky Betty Lafoy, um, who was um, part of an all-female stunt crew. Um, and it says here that at 79, while retired in Florida, uh, she became the youngest, uh, the oldest person to ever receive a speeding ticket. And in the case, you get the speeding ticket. So I just think that is absolutely brilliant so just... this the 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 lucky betty is a is a stratcaster it's a bound stratcaster as you know as we've said in fiesta red or white it says it's got so much script on it in so many different uh fonts and and sort of different angles of script but it's got like a, a nine lives to lose badge it's got an auto thrill show badge it says lucky betty and her darling and her daring devils on on the front and then uh, it's it, it looks absolutely phenomenal single um gretz style pickup in the bridge tv jones style pickup in the bridge and a stretch ram. I'm, I'm just um, three controls what, though. Three. Yeah, that's three what controls. I can't work out. The only thing that Joe Jodo guitars don't give you is uh, any sort of idea of what the guitars do <laughs> in terms yeah. of the setup. So <laughs> I don't know what that is. Whether some are, I can't imagine they're dummy. This um, is yeah. This is the coolest guitar in the lineup by a mile. Surely, I, I think, surely the I lucky. Think there is actually a way to find out if you go through to Joe the actual Jodo website. There is also a tech spec tab uh, next to the story so uh does it say what the three controls do um da, 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 da. single master volume single tone control and a variable coil tap providing a huge range of tones from soul oh, cool. to scorching oh my hot. goodness so we're talking about a one tv jones a single tv jones style strat that actually is going to have the versatility of tone of something with three pickups that that's what i'm talking about right there yeah that, that is absolutely cool. that is and and i mean we've got we've got four more guitars to talk about i but i think whilst we're talking about this we maybe should reference the price point yeah uh, well let's just let's just finish okay. up and we let's okay, not let's do the through. full story for all of them so you've okay, also okay, got okay, the okay. longboard which is kind of surf based uh three is a kind of um like a Daphne Blue Strat with three lipstick pickups on there. It's got a real kind of surf vibe to it. I'll let you go and read the story of it. The Lucky Buck. I'm not sure it's 100%. Is it definitely completely a Strat shape? Is it the scratch plate that makes it look a yeah, bit I more rounded? Yeah, exactly that. I think it's got the kind of like shark fin scratch plate to it. But I think, yeah, it's just a, scr- a Strat shape. It's just the the scratch plate throws you off. But again, you know, we won't dwell too long on each one of them. You'll have to go to the site and have a look yourselves. Um, the Lucky Buck, which is a thin line telly, um, but the uh, the <laughs> F-hole is shaped like a cactus. I mean, <laughs> what more could you want? Um, you've got a P90 in the neck, telly pickup in the bridge. Uh, you've got Wilkinson hardware on there. Um, the, you have, I believe the fretboard says Lucky Buck all the way up the board in a kind of, all the sort way of like up. scroll. Uh, which so is, it's maple in one model and rosewood on the other. So the, the writing is different depending on. Yes, so you either get it in, I guess, perloid or you get it in black on the maple neck guitar. Uh, two colours, black and burst. The burst one comes with the uh, maple board, black comes with the rosewood. Um, the scratch plate's really interesting on Scratch on plate's well. got like a, yeah, kind of like Western... It's uh, like an almost tortoiseshell, but with I think it's actually Western got, flowers. It, yeah, Western flowers on it. Um, and the last guitar in the range, the Salty Dog, uh, is a Strat with, as you would imagine, kind of sailor tattoos adorning all of it. It's a kind of relic Strat with, yeah. I think I have some of those tattoos. Yeah, they don't look far off uh, yours. So all of them have got, you know, great uh, individual uh, quirks. They've also, most of them have got 
like fretboard inlays that you won't see anywhere else unique designs my personal favorite is the jailbird i know you so two guys like the lucky betty but i think there's a guitar in there to suit everyone if you're looking for something a little bit different now the key thing is joe guitar joe doe guitars the custom shop stuff range from about what two and a half grand upwards something like that yeah to about two grand these guitars are 599 british pounds and they come with a hard case and they come with all the kind of case candy like you know like matt was saying the speeding ticket each one of them i believe comes with something else in the case so so listener listener let that settle in let that say i mean what price point were you thinking when we spoke about this if well, you hadn't seen it already it, i mean Five, i had already seen the price nine, point so it's confusing no no, but, no i was saying listener no, oh right no, okay. not you, but like what 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 price point were you thinking when when you heard us describe those because you know before i saw it i was like oh these are cool these will be 1500 pounds or 999 something like that it will be you know it will it will essentially be something made in in korea or indonesia i think these are indonesian um it will be something made there but because it's so unique and a small and a short run it will have an inflated price point you know and that's that's the trade off isn't it you know you're not buying something american you're buying or japanese you know you're buying something you know, sort of Indonesian, but it's so unique that there's, you know, an extra sort of three, four hundred pounds on the price tag for it. But they haven't even done that. It's just five nine nine. Yeah. For one of the most unique, cool, interesting guitars that you could possibly get. Yeah. It's a very, very clever move, I think, on both the part of Jodo and also Vintage. You know, it's uh, like we said, Vintage have been known, and we'll talk about this some more in a moment, for very good, affordable high quality traditional style guitars um and this is completely different and it's bringing the joe dove uh, vibe to an affordable price point absolutely fantastic yeah absolutely brilliant now speaking about uh, i guess kind of speaking about vintage we should uh we should talk about the fact that they're actually expanding their range as well now again this isn't a brand that we often talk about because i i, I guess of their you know, sort of relatively conventional nature. You know, we tend to speak about the actual Gibsons that they yep. that they that they make versions of, sort of thing. But um, this is really interesting. They're announcing their color over color distressed finish range. They are indeed. They're basically doing color over color kind of relics on their very, very affordable guitars. So they're doing it right across the range, actually. So there's a variety of, of icon guitars. You know, there's the Les Paul Junior style, there's the Les Paul Standard whoa, whoa, whoa. style. Don't, don't, you, don't you gloss over. I'm not, I'm don't just giving people a yeah. walk through. So there's also uh, the Strat styles as well, and you've also got a Tele. So basically, a guitar to suit everyone, if you want a colour over colour guitar, they are vintage are doing it for not a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you, you know, for me, the thing that they've led their their press document with very wisely is their colour over colour V120, which is the uh, the single P90 Les Paul Jr. style guitar, which they're making available in, um, uh, what do they call their, it's uh, Gun Hill Blue, which they're Pelham Blue, Gun Hill Blue, Pelham Blue over, over Sunburst. Yeah, and they're also doing a black over cherry red. Yeah, the black over cherry red <sighs> looks amazing. I mean, I'm I'm more the Pelham Sunburst, but both of them absolutely outrageous. They look fantastic, color over color, relic guitars for no money. It, this is this is the sort of thing that when we saw it come out of, and I appreciate it's a different standard level, but when we see color over colors like this coming out of Fender or Gibson, we'd be expecting the absolute top 
of the price points from those two perspective companies and yeah they're they're actually they're actually introducing this at an entry level price point so uh, have we actually got price points for the color over colors yet i don't think we have do we no, I, I don't think I've seen prices. Doesn't now. seem like it, but just so, just as a reference point, these guitars, the non-color over color ones, go for like three two nine or three four nine. So yeah. it's that kind of ballpark. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the you know, I've never liked the color over color conventional Les Pauls as much, but they certainly also look great. Yeah, yeah, they look really nice. I mean, for me, it really is. It's the uh, it's the Les Paul Juniors. They're the ones. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, to be honest, we won't even talk about the Strats um, and the and the Tellys so much because you know they're they're I guess less exciting. I think I think both Strats and Tellys really do suffer when you don't have the correct headstock on them. Certainly, especially when you're trying to make something look classic. But with something like a Gibson style headstock, it's much more. You know, you can get away with a lot more, and these vintages certainly on the juniors, and and yes, also on the Les Pauls look absolutely fantastic. Yeah, look, they now, look amazing. Yeah, yeah, they they look incredible. Um, now we are we've got so so much more news to do, and we didn't we didn't get to do any questions uh, so far. So I tell you what, we were uh, we're oh, Order. <coughs> Order oh what's that? Uh, Order. What's that sound that, that I hear? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> That's right. Are we still That's, doing this? We we've got to because I've just heard the sound of the question judge calling order. <laughs> the, you are the worst. What, it's a question judge calling order. What, you want to feed him an orange, do you? No. Or is no, he have bananas? No. The question judge is calling order because we're going to be hearing some questions. From, and from the Facebook group, you know, a hearing judges would be a hearing. I hate this. So we're going to be hearing. I, I can't believe this is the last ever Guitar Nerds podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the, you get a new one each week. There's a new question pun each week. So, uh, so yes, so we're I'll, we're, we're going to punt you out of this podcast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, careful. So we're going to do we're going to do one uh, one question. Um, Okay, so uh, so what should we do? Uh, um, okay, so Andy McKenzie says, what does each nerd think the trend will be for 2020? It would be interesting to revisit these predictions at the end of the year, so I'll try and keep note of this. Also, what will the next big Strymon machine be? Um, uh, Matt Knight. Matt Knight well, I, first I hope Strymon just don't exist. All the more, all the more market share for me. Um, I don't know. I, I just, for me personally, just, just addressing the timeline uh, or the next Strymon thing. I, I personally think that the Big Sky, um, and the Mobius and the timeline will be much like the Line Six FM4 series, and that the fact they just won't change it. Why just would keep they? going forever? Yeah, why, they, why they would they? Sound why would great. they? Why would you need to change the time? What could you? What inevitably happens is you just make the algorithms better, and you say, "Oh, it sounds more pristine, or more this, or more that." But it's 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 inaudible, really. Why would you change the timeline when actually, from their company point of view, they've probably made so many, well, they've yeah. probably returned all the investment cost, and they're just like, "It's a great pedal," and they're well, still selling loads of them. And I guess before Strymon, you know, Eventide weren't changing any of their things. That you know, before Strymon came on the market, certainly that ambient style end yeah. of the market was dominated by Eventide. They didn't change those pedals. No, I um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think they will. I mean, the Volante. Um, I mean, maybe they'll end up doing more space echoey type thing. 
potentially. I don't know. Um, in terms of trends, I mean, something that we didn't talk about uh, in the main one, so we'll probably talk about it in the Patreon, uh, was the is the neural quad cortex and multi-effects. I think this is going to be, potentially it could be a big year for multi-effects or people pushing, I think more than anything, just people pushing the boundaries of technology um, and some of the stuff that they're talking about in the quad cortex um, could mean big things overall. And obviously when one company dives into it, and creates more demand, the price inevitably starts to fall as parts become cheaper, technology becomes easier um, until the next till the next thing. So yeah, I think probably quite a lot of, you know, in that realm of multi-effects and, and pushing the boundaries that way. Oh, you think another year for multi-effects? That's, uh, that's interesting, certainly. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Mark Packham, what about you? I think uh, we've already talked about it a fair amount in this podcast, but I think the trend will be a large swing back to Gibson in in terms of uh, public opinion uh, for the brand uh, and also the amount of people playing them. You know, we've talked about it in the past. Pretty much all the young bands are using Fender stuff right now, but I think we'll see a large amount of people playing Les Pauls again. Um, Personally, I think the music is going to shift a little bit. Um, I kind of feel like if we follow on this kind of cycle that we've been on, we've been on music for a little while that really suits like single coils, you know, there's the, the uh, kind of dream pop chorusy thing um, has been going on for a little while. That obviously is very well suited to single coils. I think we're going to have a swing over to something uh, a bit more kind of, um, Big sounding, uh, and I think humbuckers are going to be the way to go for that. And because Gibson have kind of upped their game, as we're seeing in you know most of this episode, I think that's going to be the big trend. Is at the end of the year, we're going to be saying that this year was Gibson's year. Yeah, I I completely agree with you, Mark. I think this uh, absolutely after these these announcements from Gibson, I think twenty twenty absolutely belongs to Gibson. Um, I I doubt we'll be proved wrong on that. I've, I've rarely been so sure of a brand's dominance at the start of a year as I am uh, with this one. Now, we are drawing towards the end of this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Uh, you can also find it in the description of this podcast episode. This week, our Patreon episode, we're going to be continuing with all this exciting new new releases from nam 2020 we've got a lot of things to talk about we do especially want to uh, want to talk about this neural dsp um quad watchma jig that's uh <laughs> that's uh, that's gonna be the big thing but to become a patreon supporter it costs only a dollar a month and you can enjoy the podcast ad free and early normally obviously not this week plus be a part of our live audience and participate in our semi-regular guitar nerds live episodes at the five dollar tier you can enjoy an entire extra episode every week plus access to our entire back catalog of mini series like question hole bar chords and the friday special and at the ten dollar tier uh you can can become an executive producer and enjoy all of these benefits plus the prestigious honor of having your name featured in our podcast outro song you can follow us on all the major social platforms with at guitar nerds and join our facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum thanks very much for tuning in and we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery farewell bye bye Here we go. Robin Smith, 
Blake Wyland, Moo Gravit, Phil Thompson, Will Clare, Paul Gargan, Andy McKenzie, JD Short, Brad Page, Steve Merkel, Carlos Mantra, Hans Ams, Rob Nordvik, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Lowseth and Jay Gray, Matt Bellamy, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Emery James Baker, Rob Grant, Ernie Cooper, Rob Gould, Takura Madon, Chris you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 